everyone welcome back to the gryffindor common room i'm your host retta and i'm your host michelle and this week we are going to be going through a plethora of potions i love the name of that that was very creative by the way oh did i come up with that i thought you came up with that no that was that that was all you <laughs> i just amazed myself um yeah, we're going to be reviewing some of the potions that we see in Harry Potter and then going through some individual top five lists. We've got two different lists of five potions each. So, All right, guys. By the way, if this is your first time here, welcome to the Gryffindor Common Room. Find a comfy spot. Get your mug of butterbeer. Get a blanket. Let's talk in front of the fire. If you are coming back and listening to us again, welcome back. We're glad you're with us. Uh, on this show, we do deep dives into the world of Harry Potter, the books, movies, and everything in between. And before we get too far into the show, please don't forget to rate and follow us wherever you're listening. Uh, that really helps us out because it helps new listeners find the show and just helps us grow our listener platform. All right, guys. Quick spoiler alert, we will be discussing the entire series. You know, when you do any kind of deep dive, like we said, it's very hard not to mention, you know, in detail what has happened, what will happen, what, you know, everything in there. Yep. So, all righty. Are we ready to do this? Talk about some plethora of potions? Yeah. Short intro today. Yeah. Um, by the way, did I mention how much I just love that name <laughs> i can't help it it's great so all right so real quick before we get into this what are your thoughts on potions like are you a someone who would want to deal with potions or not i think they're cool and they would be nice to use um in real life, I'm not the type of person who enjoys, like, cooking. I kind of, sort of enjoy baking, but not that much. So I don't think that I would necessarily enjoy making potions all that much. But I love the idea of just having, you know, a magical, like, liquid or snack or whatever that just performs magic for you. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. Um, I am more of the cooking and baking person, which you know. So mm -hmm. for me, I find it fascinating. So, all right. So let's talk about what are potions. Potions are magical liquids created by mixing various ingredients in a cauldron according to very specific rules. These mixtures must be usually drunk to give their full magical effect. 
The ingredients and potions range from the mundane to the bizarre and the fantastic, and the procedures for creating some of the potions can be complicated and time-consuming. So. Yeah, like Felix Felicis takes like six months to brew, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Polyjuice Potion, that took them a while. Yeah, that's like a month, and it has to be Mm -hmm. like in sync with the phase of the moon, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not just something you can whip up. I'm, I'm sure there are some, you know, that are very easy to make. Um, yeah, like some, mm-hmm. some of the ones we see in the series, they make in the course of a class. Right, you know, right. And anyone can brew that, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. According to Severus Snape, Potion making is a subtle science and an exact art. Mm. And while some people I'm sure are going, oh, well, you know, Snape was just kind of mean to say that. No, like we, you and I just talked about, some of the more complex potions, you really need to know what you're doing. Yeah, if it's something that takes six months to brew, there's going to be specific things that you have to be doing to that over that time. And if you mess up a single step, it could go wrong. We see that all the time in the series with all these students who are learning. It doesn't take much for them to mess it up really badly. In fact, most of the time, they get it wrong, unless you're Hermione or Draco. Right, yes. Um, So that leads us into, can anyone brew a potion? Like we said, yes, you know, you're a pepper-up potion. Probably anyone can brew that. Can muggles brew potions, though? Or does it have to be a magical person? No, it does have to be magical uh, because it does say that um, wands, and this is a quote from the Harry Potter lexicon, wands are important to add the magical element to a potion and raise them above a muggle tonic. Although, quote unquote, foolish wand waving is useless. I think foolish wand waving is usually useless, but particularly in potions class. Yeah. So it's nothing like charms where you're going to just wave your wand around a bit and there, you're done. Um, It's, you know, you do need that magical element or like it just said on the lexicon, it's going to be a muggle tonic. Yep. So, um, can anyone brew the potion? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure even Neville could do, manage a pepper up potion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are some, and I think that's why there are potion masters out there. Because you need the people who do have the tolerance uh, for doing those long potions. Well, and two, like, we see in Half-Blood Prince that like there's the textbook instructions and then there's the way that you know Snape even as a teenager was like okay instead of stirring it one direction the entire time every seventh turn you're gonna rotate it stir it the opposite way and then keep going for six turns and then go the opposite way for that seventh turn you know or you're gonna instead of cutting it you're gonna squeeze it with the edge of your silver dagger like little things like that I think that's really what sets Snape and other potion masters apart instead of just following the instructions by the book. Right. It reminds me a lot of a trained chef. Yeah. You know, I actually had this discussion with someone um, 
at work, uh, you know, they like to make, for example, chicken piccata. I've been trained how to make chicken piccata. Um, I asked them, I said, well, do you ever use lemon zest? They're like, why? And that's the same thing. Like you get in with potions, you have to take a few risks. You have to kind of step outside of your comfort zone and go, okay, what if I do this? Am I going to get the same potency by changing this or is it going to be better? Is, you know, and potions, sometimes potions are about the flavor. Mm-hmm. You don't want something that's going to taste like mud. So, you know, if you add too much of something or not enough, or do you need to add an extract or whatever else? Yeah, you you want to, to do that. And, you know, taking the, the lemon zest thing, you know, yes, I can get the flavor from lemon zest or I can get the flavor from the actual lemon. Which one's going to have more potency? Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with cooking. So, um, you know, like you said, Slughorn. And you know what? We'll, we'll get to my theory on Slughorn in a minute because I actually have a little theory about him. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, to be a potions master is a long, grueling process. And you have to prove yourself. Yeah. So, and apparently, according to Slughorn, um, wizards who are adept at making potions are called potioners or post- potions masters. Um, Slughorn in Half-Blood Prince mentions the most extraordinary society of potioners, founded by Hector Dagworth, Dagworth Granger. Not a relation to Hermione before anyone goes, I knew she was a half-blood. No. Um, So, obviously, there is society out there for them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, let's, let's, I actually like, I mean, take out some of Snape's wording here towards the end. But I think his words were meant to inspire and I can see why they might. So, and the uh, philosopher's stone or sorcerer's stone in the U S version, I don't expect you will really understand the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron with its shimmering fumes, the delicate power of liquids that creep through human veins, bewitching the mind and snaring the senses. I can teach you how to bottle fame, brew glory, even stop or death. Here's where I have the problem. If you aren't as big of a, as big a bunch of dunderheads as I usually have to teach. <laughs> All right, Snape, we get it. But I mean, if you listen to that beginning part, mm. that can really capture your attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad speech. It's a little pretentious, and the ending is okay. We're gonna, but right, we're gonna ignore the ending though. But you know, I I think, and this is where you can kind of tell that he loves potions Mm -hmm. because the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron with its shimmering fumes, the delicate power of liquids that creep through human veins. Obviously, this is someone who enjoys potions because they have noticed this. Yeah. 
That's not the type of language you would get from somebody who's less than passionate about this topic. Right. So, and I can kind of see why he gets frustrated with people then who maybe aren't as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Is if you have a love for something, and I, you and I go through this all the time, you know, we love Harry Potter. When someone goes, yeah, it's okay. We just go, what? What do you mean it's okay? How, how can you say it's okay? Have you not read the books? Have you not watched the movie 17,000 times? Have you never been to a convention just for Harry Potter? Have you never dressed up in Gryffindor robes? Like, come on. Exactly. So, I mean, we can kind of see where he's coming from on this. Yeah. You know, um, and it's almost insulting when someone goes, yeah, I just don't see what you see in it. Deep breath, calm, don't punch people, you know, bad, bad for morale. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's me when people are like, the animated Star Wars shows are just for kids. And I'm like, you clearly have not watched them then. Because, like, there's so many war crimes that go on in these shows. There's, like, five people being decapitated at once with one lightsaber. Like, uh-huh. yes, but they are not kids' shows. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I see where he's coming from. And I think it's, and I've always wondered, hear me out, should they be teaching first years potions or second years? I think it depends on what they're teaching them, but it does, you know, we see the example in Chamber of Secrets where Hermione's like, oh, well, I'll just get this book out of the restriction section and then I'll make this polyjuice potion which, like, is a potion no 12-year-old should have access to, <laughs> if we're being realistic here. That's not right. That's terrible. Um, I know how the minds of 12-year-olds work, and being able to transform into anybody as long as you have a piece of their hair, quite dangerous. Um, so I can see your point about maybe we shouldn't be teaching these 11 and 12-year-olds how to do this. Yeah. Or if you're going to teach them a little bit about potions, don't stick them with a potions master. Yeah. Save the potions master until year four. Yeah. Year four, five, and six. Yeah, save that for when they're prepping for their owls and newts. Right. And see if they have an interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Start with our, you know, your intro to potions class. Right. Because if any wizard can brew potions, then... You know, just have any witch or wizard that's in there working with them when they're young. Right. Let, let's brew a pepper up potion. That's not really going to harm anyone except make for some very, very hyper children. Which you're going to you be know. dealing with anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. You know, let's work on brewing a headache potion. Mm-hmm. A, a bruise paste. Mm-hmm. You know, something that down the years you're going to need in your life mm-hmm. and then save the polyjuice and wolf spain and all that for the more advanced classes yeah and yeah. also that way you don't have a very uh irritated potions master yeah or at least less irritated i think he would have been grumpy a lot of the days anyway but and this is true in a snape as much as i just <laughs> want to give him cuddles and go it's okay snape but no. All right. So 
You touched on something earlier. And here's my theory on Slughorn. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a potions master. Yep. He saw nothing wrong with the textbooks. Yep. The brightest witch of her age was failing at potions. Something she had never failed at before. When she had instructions from a true potions master, because Snape always wrote the instructions on the blackboard, he... I don't think we ever once see him tell them to open their textbooks. He always puts the instructions up on the blackboard. Well, turn up to page 394. Well, but that's for uh, when he's taking over defense against the dark arts. That's not for potions class. Well, you said never. (laughs) Oh, my word. In potions class, he never tells them to open a textbook. You know what? He probably did. Uh, He probably said, okay, let's open it to this. Okay, now what does it say about this potion? Mm. You know what I mean? To get kind of a biography of the potion. Yeah. But that's it. Now close your books. Instructions are on the blackboard. Follow those instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so again, my theory on Slughorn. If I had a student who I knew years before I taught her was extremely bright, knew what she was doing, could make any potion she wanted to. And all of a sudden she's failing. I'm going to start wondering why. Mm -hmm. Yet this never strikes Slughorn as weird. Would Slughorn have known that she had always gotten really good grades in potions, though? Probably. Yeah, probably access to her transcripts. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, but then again, if he wanted to. Mm. So again, it's like, did he want to read through the transcripts of his students? Personally, I could see every teacher doing it. Even Snape, when he took over Defense Against the Dark Arts. Let me see what I'm working with. Who's been bad in this class? Who am I not going to want to waste my time with versus who actually can do this? Yeah. Or maybe there's that one student that I'm going to be teaching over and over the same spell because they can't do a reducto. Or who can cast a Patronus or whatever else. You're going to want to know. Yeah. I mean, we get the impression that Umbridge went and looked through their past transcripts. I mean, she mentions their past teachers. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you're taking over a class. Yeah. I think you're really going to want to look and see, you know, maybe not Snape with Defense Against the Dark Arts because he had already been in the school. Yeah, and he knows these kids well. He knows who's competent and who's not. Right, and you can't tell me that he didn't hear in staff meetings, oh, yeah, this one can't even do a repair. Seamus Finnegan caused three explosions in the last two days and those weren't in potions class that was in charms yeah what <laughs> How? he's got a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics right <laughs> poor kid poor poor kid 
But again, so, you know, Snape may not have needed to go back through those. But I would hope that a new teacher would. You would think. One would hope, yes. Um, You know, so it makes me wonder. But then, again, we have a quote-unquote potions master. And he sees nothing wrong with the textbook. Yeah, and then... Especially because Harry's got special instructions and he's just like, oh, well, Harry just has a natural talent. He has his mother's talent for potions. Whereas Snape, like, yes, he had the benefit of occlumency, but he could see through Harry in about 0.2 seconds to understand Harry is not suddenly excelling in potions of his own accord. Correct. Correct. And that's where you start to know your students' strengths and weaknesses, and it makes you wonder. But then again, you know, you have to look around your classroom. Harry's the only one able to make these potions? Yeah, kind of like if you are a teacher and you give your entire class, like, a test, and they all do badly... That's a reflection on the teacher, not on the students. If all of the students, or even if, like, three-fourths or more of your students are doing badly on a test, that's a reflection on the teacher more than it is on the students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, here's my thing, too. Also, if I'm a teacher and I'm going to be teaching you how to make something like a potion, I'm going to go through the textbook and I'm going to try to make them according to the textbook. Mm -hmm. And if they don't turn out... That's not on me. That's on the textbook, especially if I'm a quote unquote master in the field. Mm -hmm. So my theory is to become a potions master. He took liquid luck. Ooh, that, that would be very Slytherin. It would be very Slytherin. I really like that theory. I don't think he had the ability to be a quote-unquote master. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against Slughorn at all. I actually, I don't mind him as a character. I really don't. I really like him as a character because he's a great example of somebody who like really embodies Slytherin but isn't a villain. Because a lot of times, especially in the series, there's the stereotype of, like, you know, the Slytherins are all bad guys and the Gryffindors are all good guys. And for that reason, like, I love Slughorn and I love, like, I like Peter Pettigrew's character because they're both characters that break that stereotype. Yes. Well, we we have some good examples in each house of... You don't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, we have Peter Pettigrew. Um, and then we have Cormac. Yeah. Okay. And then from Slytherin, we have uh, Slughorn and Snape. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, you know, like Snape or not, you know, people, if, if you don't like him, though, ask yourselves this. Would a Slytherin have sacrificed themselves so much the way he did? It's a, it's not a Slytherin trait. Mm-mm. So, you know, and then you go and to Hufflepuff and you've got some brave Hufflepuffs. And then you've got people like Zachariah Smith. Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. Um, you know, Ravenclaw, they're especially bright. Um, but we have, and, and I'm not saying she's not bright, but we have Luna, who has the mind of a Ravenclaw, but the personality of a Hufflepuff. Yep. Okay. She's a brilliant girl. Uh, Ravenclaw she would never have accepted her had she not been. Yeah. But her personality is not that stuck upness of, because I, I feel like the Ravenclaws are very stuck up. A lot of them can be. Well, I mean, it's like when Luna mentions, you know, her shoes are missing for the millionth time. Yeah, like her stuff and keeps the- going missing and it's the end of the school year, so she's having to put up flyers to find all of her missing stuff. Like, really? Yeah. And you know it's the Ravenclaws that are doing it because no one else can get into their dorm. Yeah. And she wouldn't be able to answer the riddles to get in if she wasn't a Ravenclaw. Exactly. So... You know, through all the houses. But Slughorn, let's go back to Slughorn here. Like we said, he's very Slytherin in some of his things, but he's not an evil Slytherin. Agreed. I don't think he does anything with malicious intent. I would agree with that. But I think he's very focused on his drive. Slytherins are known for being very goal-oriented, focused i'm gonna accomplish this we're gonna do this yeah i was talking with one of my good friends the other day and it came up that he's a slytherin and i was like really i would have had you pegged for hufflepuff because like you're really helpful and you're really loyal and you're just like intentional about being kind and he was like oh no i've known i was a slytherin since middle school every test i've ever gotten it was always slytherin because i'm always very determined to do things determined to prove myself determined to do all these things and I'm selectively loyal to the people who deserve it. And I just thought that was really interesting that it presents so similarly between Slytherin and Hufflepuff when there's the stereotypes that they're such opposite ends of the spectrum and it's like no, actually they have a lot in common, more than you would realize. Oh yeah, they really do. Um, I mean, but Slytherins and Gryffindors have a lot in common too. It's all Mm -hmm. about the approach Mm-hmm. And your motivation behind things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, there's some. Go ahead. Like loyalty, I think it can be considered a key factor, like a key trait for Slytherin, Gryffindor, and Hufflepuff. But it mm-hmm. looks very, very different in how it presents and why you are loyal and who you are loyal to. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, and of course, you know, we've got. You know, people like you and me who are Gryffindors, who their Slytherin side tends to come out from time to time. Mm-hmm. And then I've met some Slytherins whose Gryffindor side comes out from time to time. And I'm going, wow, that was a very Gryffindor thing for you to do. Uh-huh. 
you're making me question things. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, that's my theory on Slughorn. I would not have put it past him to take liquid luck to become a potions master. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to accomplish it. Nothing's going to stand in his way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm glad. To, I'm, I'm happy to hear you like that theory. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of merit to it. So. All right. So let's go on to the next part here. Potions we would want to make. What five potions would you want to make? Uh, are we going through these one at a time or are we just going to share our whole list and then discuss? Let's share our whole list and, and discuss. Okay. So, yeah, I found five. I Some of these I had off the top of my head. Other ones I had to like go through a list of potions because I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, but the ones that seemed like they would be the most useful to have on hand, uh, the pepper up potion, a focus mm-hmm. potion, mm-hmm. calming draught, Dog breath potion and a healing potion. Dog breath. Your Slytherin showing. No, no, literally, it's a potion that gives the drinker fiery breath. Your Slytherin is showing. I think that's the potion version of the Bat Boogie Hex. So you know those ribbons we ordered for Leaky Con? Go ahead and put one on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> We yeah. need to have shirts made with my Slytherin is showing. I, I still, I'm, yeah, gonna be wearing that Slytherin t-shirt underneath my Gryffindor robes. You and me both. Especially when we go and meet Tom Felton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. He's gonna be like, which house are you guys? What mood uh, yes. am I in today? <laughs> what mood am I in? <laughs> That's good. Yep. <laughs> so are you a Gryffindor or a Slytherin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which one is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So if I could make some, I would make the draught of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is designed to relieve anxiety and agitation. Um, and it's a lot of the fifth year students get it from Madame Pomfrey before, uh, right as they approach their uh, owls. Yep, that's, yep. That was the idea behind the calming drought that I put on mine. I don't know if it's two different names for the same one or not, but that, that's the um, idea behind mine. <laughs> then, of course, there's Felix Felicis. I want you, that one. You want to make the one that takes six months to make? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to make a uh, bruise paste. Would anyone like to guess as to why? So you can punch people in the face without leaving evidence. No. It's because I sit there and constantly bruise myself. Oh, right. That's what I meant to say. You do know how, like, clumsy I am, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have bruises all over my body, too. Um, 
I'm just a, a little uh, crabby from work yesterday. That's yeah. My Slytherin <laughs> showing. That's the problem here. <laughs> Your Slytherin shows a lot at work, doesn't it? Yes. Now, do you understand why everyone at work thinks I'm a Slytherin? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I would want to make Dreamless Sleep Potion. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the last one, that's, that's, that's little, I don't know if I want to make it. It just, I think, um, and I can never pronounce it right. It's the love potion. I'm Hortensia. You want to make that? Yeah. I want to know what it smells like to me. I don't want to ingest it. I want to see what it smells like. If I smell that. What am I smelling? Yeah, I, okay. I totally get that. I would also be super curious to know what mine would smell like. And I honestly think mine would have changed. Like, I think mine would change pretty frequently, depending on what my current hyperfixation is. I'm sure mine has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to know what it smelled like before I met my husband and then currently. Hmm. I'd love to know that. And then I'd love to know what like 16 year old me would have smelled. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my list. Um, but yeah, no, I would never give the Amortensia to anyone, nor would I take it myself. I think that's unethical and it's wrong. Yeah. That's why I was a little confused when you said you wanted to make it. And I'm like, oh, I would never want to like use that myself or give it to anybody. <laughs> No, I, I, I just want to know what it smells like. I'm that, I'm so curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I want my husband to smell it and be like, okay, so what do you smell? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be like, okay, honey, come on. And that, maybe that's part of my Slytherin side showing too, because I'm waiting for him to go, well, I smell lilies. I don't like lilies why are you smelling lilies <laughs> you and i let's have a talk here dear yeah. um no. are you smelling my perfume or not right exactly okay so now our favorite potions in the series those are a little different so and we don't hear about that many in the series yeah i was amazed at the list that uh, fandom.com had of all the different potions in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them are, are deeply covered and some are not. Yeah. And a lot of the deep coverage comes from the ones that they either brew illegally <laughs> Hermione, Hermione. <laughs> um, or the ones that they make in class. Right. Right. Um... Or that we have to hear about, like with, with Lupin, the wolf spade. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it, the ones we hear about are very important to the plot. Yeah. So, so what would, um, what are your favorite ones throughout the series? Um, so in no particular order, uh, I've got Veritas Serum. Pepper Up Potion, 
Dittany, Skelligro, and Felix Felicis. I do like the Dittany. Yeah. Yeah. That. And an honorable mention would be the Essence of Murlap. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So, why do you like the Skelligro? I. Okay, this is going to sound so silly. I think the bottle looks really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I'm like, as bad as I feel for Harry in that moment, I just, it's absolutely hysterical to me that Lockhart is like, oh, I'll fix it. And then just like flat out removes all of the bones from Harry's arm. And then he's like, oh, well, the point is that they're no longer broken. Like... It's so terrible, but hindsight, knowing that Harry ends up okay, it's really funny. I want to know, at that particular moment, by the way, what was going through McGonagall's and Snape's head? Yeah. We know what was going through Madame Pomfrey's head. (laughs) Oh! If there had been thought bubbles during that movie sequence, you would have seen just whole bunch of symbols because they would have had to bleep out the words yeah (laughs) yeah bleep 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 (laughs) yeah do you think mcgonagall was calling him a bumbling baboon in her head without it being so nice yes (laughs) well because that's what she'd tell us the gryffindors in year four she's like i don't want you acting like a bumbling band of baboons yeah um i'm sure something along those lines was going through her head mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm very sure there was a bet between mcgonagall and snape going how long until lockhart gets himself injured or killed yeah a, a man with this level of incompetence you cannot tell me those two did not have a secret wager going on yeah <laughs> who had to pay up at the end of it though Depends on who bet on injury versus death. (laughs) (laughs) Snape's going, here's your 20 galleons. I thought he'd be dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so mean to poor Lockhart. Not without cause. You're not wrong. I just... Tell me he's not textbook mansplaining of, like, thinks he knows everything, actually knows nothing, and feels the need to inform of everybody of how knowledgeable and how smart he is. And everybody's either like, yeah, duh, or you're wrong, dude. Like, that's not... Yeah, I know. He... He's an idiot. And he mansplains way too much. Yeah. I, you know, and here's the thing. I don't know if my dislike from him, because I don't remember, honestly, how I felt about him before I disliked Kenneth Branagh. I'm, I know Kenneth Branagh has done bad things but i tend to be pretty indifferent toward 
characters despite their actors things and i still don't like gilderoy like as a character i think he's fascinating but as a person i do not like him i don't like the fact that he cheated on trelawney with bellatrix yeah that's just cheating's not okay nope and you don't cheat on emma thompson like no come on it's emma thompson like the woman's a saint yeah like that, 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 there's just a line you don't cross. Anyways, sorry, that is my rant about Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh for this episode. I don't. I'm he's sure a good actor. It will. Uh, he's a good actor. I, I will say that I do like the two Agatha Christie movies he's done. Oh he's yeah, the Murder on the Orient Express and Murder on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are actually two of my favorite Agatha Christie stories. Um, and he directed and starred in them both. And he was very good. I, I will say that he's a very talented actor. And you know what? Maybe that's part of it. Maybe he he made me dislike him so much as Lockhart. Yeah. Um, and I think that says a lot when someone portrays a character so well that you just despise them. Well, yeah, yeah, we've talked about this like with Jason Isaacs with Lucius Malfoy and several of the other characters that he plays like in other movies and stuff. He's always just this total slimo that you're just like, ugh, I love to hate your character. <laughs> right, yes. Yes. Very much so. But no, I but yeah, I will agree with you on the Skelligrow and that that whole scene is, is kind of funny. It's kind of neat. Like you said, though, that they can regrow the bones. Yep. Also, is... I want to make a bottle, like, the prop of that. I would love to own one of those because it, it's spooky and I like it. Yes, and you're all about spooky season. Yes. We're only six days away from when I start celebrating spooky season officially. <laughs> Me too. It's coming August 1st. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love spooky season. That is my season. I am yes. here for spooky season. Yes. Okay. So my favorites in the movie um, is the Polyjuice Potion. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Veritas Serum. Followed by Felix Felicis. Followed by Skelligro. And can you guess what number my number one is? Pepper up potion? You keep mentioning that one. No, that's just because I need that potion. Um, Amortensia. Mm. And I, the reason I like it, okay, and I would like everyone to remember movies are not 100% canon all the time. Okay. Because reason I like that one, and if you've listened long enough, you know that I truly do ship in canon Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. They are just, to me, the perfect couple. And I get so mad when people go, oh, but they're too opposite. My grandparents, my mom's parents were complete polar opposites and had a very wonderful marriage until they both passed and they passed 10 days away. And we're pretty sure my grandmother died of a broken heart. So it is, do not think that you have to be a hundred percent in line with someone for it to be a good relationship. 
they complemented each other's strengths and weaknesses. Right. Right. Um, so in the book, Hermione says, I'm going to quote this directly, and the steam rising in characteristic spirals, and it's supposed to smell differently to each according to what attracts us. And I can smell freshly mown grass, new parchment, and, and that's it. And the movie, she says, spearmint toothpaste. But the author did say that Hermione's third scent was really Ron's hair. Yeah. Or like what Harry smells when he smells Amartentia. Oh, yeah. His was... It's triumphal tart, um, the woody scent of the broomstick handle, and something flowery that he think he might have smelled at the burrow, which he later realized was the smell of Ginny's perfume. Aww. My yes. heart! <laughs> yes! And that's how you know that they were meant to be. It, they smelled it and they had more tension. Before he even realized that he liked her. <laughs> right? And I think Hermione was, was, I don't think she was in denial, but I think, I think she didn't. Go ahead. I think she was waiting for Ron to make the first move. I think she was either waiting for him to make the first move or she was willing to sit there and go, I'm done. Like, nope, no more crush. Mm-hmm. Whichever came first. Feelings are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the object of your uh, affections has the emotional range of a teaspoon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Poor Hermione. Yeah. I have said this in almost every episode we've done, but I'm going to keep saying it. I really hope that he spent their entire relationship making up for all the stupid things he did. Yep. I hope he realized how stupid he was and went, I'm sorry. I don't deserve you. You're the best thing ever. We wouldn't last 10 minutes without her. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> Which is a far cry from how he felt in the beginning. Yep. A little know-it-all and no wonder she doesn't have any friends. Uh-huh. I would like to know what Ron smelled. Oh, yeah. But he didn't get to smell it, so we'll we'll never find out. He was there, though. Yeah, but he wasn't called up to smell it. Oh. Huh. If he had, he probably would have realized it was Hermione. Probably. Then again, he's got the emotional range of a teaspoon, so maybe not. Well, it probably would have been, like, parchment. I don't like reading. And it's like, no, it, it's because when you're around Hermione, she's always carrying books. Like, that's why you smell books right now. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to blame it all on him probably playing Quidditch when he was younger and taking a bludger to the head repeatedly. Because that's the only way that you can be that oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really feel bad for Hermione right now. Yeah, poor girl. Oh. But, yeah, the Skelligro is a favorite for mine, too, just because I have broken I don't know how many bones. Um, and I would really like them just automatically fixed, especially when my coworker, I'm going to play this segment for him, breaks my toe by dropping a bottle of A1 on it. Ow. Oh, yeah, I'm calling out Emmanuel on this one. He did say one day he'd listen to the podcast. Now you're just going to have to tell him, I called you out, buddy. You're going to have to listen through all of our episodes, figure out which episode I called you out in. Exactly. And for any of my coworkers listening, most of you know what happened. He didn't do it on purpose. It was a really crazy Sunday night. We close at 10. We still had people entering the restaurant at 9.45. At 15 minutes before close, I was closing. I had seven tables. My coworker and friend Holly had eight. The bartender had like six. I'm not even kidding. We close at 10. You know you know how it is, Ready? You work for the same company. You close at 10. You're out by like 10.05, 10.10, 10.15 at the latest. No, we didn't leave. And I don't think I walked out till 10.30 or 11.30. Holly didn't walk out till 11.45. Uh, but poor Emmanuel <clears throat> is, was the um, host slash busser that night, what we call essays. And he is trying to help clear all the tables and pre-bus them and so we can all get out of there. And he goes to put a full bottle of A1 up on the shelf where they go and it fell and hit my toe at an ankle. <laughs> Great, especially with those square bottles. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it came down like this. Well, like she can see me through the camera. You guys can't. So it came down <laughs> like that, just like that, and yeah. right on that bone. And I, I give Emmanuel grief about it constantly. So I think I even made the joke at the time to one of our cooks who is a Harry Potter fan. I was like, anyone got a bottle of Skelligro? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, anybody. Of, of course the, the one cook uh he was like no but i think i've got some dittany in the back somewhere yeah <laughs> anything will work at this point um but yeah no i i just have a habit of breaking bones and they're never bones that you can cast mm. so i've broken the same toe twice both times at work um i've broken my collarbone ow I know. Um, and I've broken a rib. Ow. So, again, I can't cast those. Can I have a bottle of Skelligro? Yeah. I've only ever broken fingers. So I broke... <laughs> Your own or other people's? <laughs> I'm talking about my own right now. Um, <laughs> I broke my left ring finger in sixth grade, my... Left middle finger, I broke in eighth grade. Stop flipping. And my off. senior year, and yeah, my senior year of high school, I think I broke it again and again during my senior year of college. And then I broke my left pinky finger in eighth grade and my right ring finger, also my senior year of college. Okay, you have to admit though, having an injury to a middle finger. Is a great way to go, hey, look what happened! Yeah, yeah. Um, my parents made me buddy tape my fingers all the time for that because 
Yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't need to, because otherwise, like, you know, I'm used to, like, you just wave at people. Well, when your finger is splinted <laughs> and you're waving to people like this. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. If I had to have a splint on a finger, that's the one I'd want to be splintered. Oh, my word. Yeah, do not recommend broken fingers. They're so annoying. Yeah, but can you see how much Skelligro would have helped you in that? Yeah. Don't, don't they say Skelligro tastes nasty? Yeah, and it hurts really bad working. Well, wouldn't they just use a pisky to fix broken fingers, broken toes, broken noses? I don't know if you I, could use it for the bigger bones, but... No, but again, I mean, it would also depend on how it's broken. Is it a hairline fracture or is it a complete breakthrough? Mm. Because I think you would need Skelligro for a complete, you know, bone break. I'm going to pull up Skelligro because I do remember. Go what ahead. happens if you lose a limb and you use Skelligro? Does, do you have to use another potion to grow back the rest of that limb? Or would you just have like a skeleton hand at the end of your arm? <laughs> <laughs> the Gryffindor Common Room Podcast, folks, where we ask the important <laughs> questions. I apologize I'm sorry for anybody. <laughs> Who has nightmares based on that? I'm so sorry. Okay, hold on. Jeez. Sheesh, woman. Jeez Louise. Okay, hold on. Let let me apologize to, to everyone here. So we are recording this July 25th. It is a Tuesday. Retta and I are one week and two days away from vacation. Our brains have kind of already gone ahead of us to Chicago. Those are on a separate flight. Yeah, we, we shipped the brain cell to Chicago ahead of time to make sure it was there when we got there. <laughs> we did find it. I know we talked about that last week. Um, we did find it. Addie said that she sent it to us. Um, so we did receive that. Thank you, Addie. Um, and we decided to forward it on to Chicago maybe a little bit prematurely we, we just wanted to make sure that it got there and it wasn't lost in our luggage i'm just also extremely sleep deprived because i don't know how to work on projects enough ahead of time and i'm trying to finish up three sewing well, projects and, in two weeks so well that you and i both you and i both work in the restaurant industry where there is no such thing as rest yeah no I was on my feet for ten and a half hours yesterday. Do not recommend. Now, now, quick question for you. Completely off topic from the podcast, uh, but I, I do have to ask: How bad did you used to think I was exaggerating about how tired I was until you went into this industry? Oh, I believed you. Okay. Because yeah, I know how tired I get. Like standing at conventions or standing at the Renaissance Fair or stuff like that. Like. Being on your feet all day and not being able to sit really takes it out of you. Okay. No, because a, a lot of people are like, oh, it can't be that bad. Then you've obviously never tried to stand for that many hours. 
especially when you're, you know, taking heavy plates of food or, you know, empty glasses and stuff like that back and forth from the kitchen. And <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, my favorite is when you get into the dish area and there's like already people standing there and you're like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to these for just one more minute. Okay. Let's let's go back on topic because I, I see that look on your face. Let's just go back on topic. Here. Let's talk about Skelligro for a second. <clears throat> Again? Do we have more to cover on it? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. Oh, oh no. What just happened? My screen. Okay. <laughs> no, I went to, I had to cough. I go to mute my microphone and I click on Zencaster and the whole screen is black. Oh. <laughs> it, it's back up. We're good. But that was a little freaky for a minute. Okay. Well, let's let's do um, Madame Pomfrey <laughs> talking about the foul taste of Skelgrove goes, what did you expect? Pumpkin juice? <laughs> Skelgrove uh, was a dreadful tasting potion which restored and caused growth to bones. It was able to mend broken bones or even re grow entire bones that have been banished or otherwise lost for regrowing entire bones the process was notably slow and painful and could take over a day now <laughs> characteristics of skelligro it smokes when it's poured it has a vile taste it burns on the way down and it's yellow in color I have another question, but I'm kind of afraid to ask. Go ahead and ask. What would have happened if Mad-Eye Moody took Skelligro? Jeez. I... It's a valid question. I am... Like, if you've got multiple bones that are missing, like, part of his nose and his leg, would he have to take extra to grow it all back? I, I don't have an answer for this, and I don't like that. And again, how do they get the flesh back? Or is, would it just be the skeleton foot just hanging out, a bony foot? Wow. Okay. Um... Oh, okay, that just shows on my spine. <laughs> the worst part is, guys, you couldn't see it, but I, I visually shivered. And Reda got to see that, so. And then I sat here laughing at you. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, did you look up the ingredients for Skelligro? If you didn't, don't, don't no. do it. No, I didn't. Okay, I, I want your reaction. Because you, you would take Skelligro if you needed it, right? Yeah. Okay. One, I almost needed Skelligro. My cat just clawed me out. Rude. <laughs> Trying to get my attention. One Chinese chomping cabbage. Three pufferfish. Five scarab beetles. One fanged geranium. One arm bone. And one red spider. <laughs> and the look on your face is priceless. I hate spiders so much. And this time you'd have one inside you. Great. Um, I mean, you can just picture it crawling around your stomach, all eight legs, just walking around. You're the worst. <laughs> you to be fair, 
all potions, I think, have really gross ingredients. And so I think anytime I was taking potions, I just, like, don't think about it. Kind of like, you know, when you're eating at, like, McDonald's, don't think about what's actually in the food that you're eating. <laughs> we are not eating McDonald's next weekend. <laughs> That's it. We're not doing it. Can't make me. Nope. Mm. Okay. Nope. I'm. Mm, you are a very disturbed, vile woman. You love me. I do. And I'm trying to remember why. <laughs> um wow i'm sorry okay. to one of our listeners that i've traumatized throughout this episode no she's not i'm sorry to our younger listeners that i've traumatized that's better okay that i expect from you <laughs> that 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 I expect. I wouldn't expect you to apologize to a single adult because you'd be like, you know what? You knew what you were getting into. You listen to us anyways. You know how warped we are. Yeah, if you're a newer listener or if you're like under the age of 18, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Gryffindor chaos if you're new. <laughs> oh, yes. How? Do you, oh. do you see this? Yeah, your cat wants love. Yes, right in the middle of a podcast because, you know, that's what Xander does. He has not come up to me and asked for attention for a month. And today he's like, oh, look, it's mommy. I'm going to come pay attention. All right. Okay. So anything else you want to add about potions other than you never want to actually have to make them? Nope. I want to take potions class. Yeah, we've been over this. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm well aware you want to get a detention with the potions master <laughs> and would be happy to take remedial potions with said potions master. Yes. I wonder if said potions master gives cuddles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you know, so. Rada, you and I were talking about earlier about, you know, you and I going to Orlando next year. Can you imagine? We already said we need a chaperone. Can you imagine what's going to happen every time I see a Snape cosplayer? Oh, no. I apologize in advance to all of the Snape cosplayers that are going to be at Leaky. They might like it. Maybe. We'll see. Wow. You're, you're going to put a warning out on our page, aren't you? You know, honestly, as long as neither of us is breaking con rules, I think we're fine to just be our chaotic selves. Until I'm, like, staring at them dreamy-eyed, going, hi. At which point I'm going to be like, okay, Michelle, let's look over here. <laughs> Where's your Snape plushie? Have you hugged your Snape plushie lately? <laughs> You're actually going to be carrying it around and shoving it in my arms every time, aren't yeah, just you? Smothering you with it. Look at this instead. Stop being weird. <laughs> Stop being weird. Stop being creepy. Okay, I was going to say uh, you want me to stop being weird. <laughs> we're going to have a, a real big problem here. No, that's why we're friends. Is because we're both weird. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Okay. So, are you ready for the Quizzler? Yes. All right.
Brady. I got to it in time. It just wanted to do its own thing. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got two really good questions and I can't decide between them. Okay, ask them both. We'll make it a double Quizzler because we don't we don't have an episode coming out next week. Oh, true, because we've got LeakyCon. Yeah. Okay, so what would you do if you had a day of Felix Felicis? Like, and you could plan it out, what day you were going to take it, you knew you'd have it for 24 hours, what would you do? Ooh. Number one, that's a really good question, and it... it I wonder if your brain and my brain are synced because I have a somewhat similar question. Um, I think. Oh, what would I do? I think I'd take a trip somewhere that I've always wanted to go, but I'm always very nervous about taking a trip mm. to. Mm-hmm. You know, that way I knew nothing would go wrong and my anxiety would be at ease. And I could just enjoy the trip. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere overseas that I'm nervous about. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay, what, what would you do? Answer your own question there. Um, first, apply for full-time jobs. <laughs> I'm still a little bitter about that, but you know the history behind that. Um, and second, I would just do all of the crafting and sewing projects on that day because oh, if, I, if yes. everything was like lucky and going my way like I would plan it out for when I was like painting my next set of armor that I want to make because I know it's going to be really really tricky and really difficult so if I have Felix Felicis while I'm working on these things it's going to work out I'm not going to make mistakes you know I'll know the right amount of time to wait between coats of paint I'll know how to tape correctly it, w- it would be great okay okay I like that. What's your second question for me? What do you think Amortentia would smell like for you? Like right now? Definitely my husband's cologne. Mm-hmm. But you you guys have to understand, though, he doesn't wear cologne a lot. <clears throat> he works in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So when he does wear it, like he and he doesn't wear a lot. He doesn't overpower himself. I'm very lucky that I don't have a husband who walks around in a cloud of cologne. But I just get the slightest whiff of it, and it's like a magnet. I'm just like, shoot, snuggles, and he's going, oh god, really? <laughs> yeah, my my poor husband, my poor poor husband. So I think it would be that. I think it would be Di Sirono, which is my favorite liqueur. Um, it's, it's, I love the smell. I love the taste. It's just, it's a warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. And probably fire, like a crackling fire. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love a good campfire. Yes. Either a good campfire or a good fire pit or mm-hmm. a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially in autumn. Yes. Oh. Okay. What do you think yours would smell like? Um, 
I definitely know, like I said, it would have changed recently. And so I think it would be like new books because I love the smell of new books so much. Mm. Um, And then Arbor Parties, which sounds really weird, but like with my costuming club, like there's a very distinctive smell of like, you know, people are working with all kinds of plastic foam board. There's a little bit of Bondo in the air, like... There's just all of these different smells, food cooking, all of that, that just feel very at home. And, like, I love hanging out with my costuming club. And so that's, like, my okay. favorite thing to do. I um, and I think I think coffee would have to make the list. Oh. The smell of coffee. Yeah. And then I think, even though it's been a long time since I've played basketball, I think the smell of a basketball would still be part of it. Because that was such a huge part of my identity for so long. So, like, that, like, rubber, leather, little bit of sweat smell that's very distinctive to, like, a well-loved basketball or a basketball gym. Yeah. I will agree with you. I'm going to add coffee to mine because coffee is just very much a comfort thing for me. Not as... I don't think coffee wakes me up like it used to, but you know, I'm, if I'm having just a rough day, just a warm cup of coffee, just smelling it mm-hmm. just makes me go. <sighs> Especially when it's in like a nice mug. Like I've got my, my Harry Potter mugs or my pumpkin mug or my frozen mug. Oh yeah. But, mm, you just yes. warm your hands up on it. Cause my hands get cold really easily. So do mine. Yep. I get that. All right. So my question for you, one, well, my first question for you. If you could give Veritaserum to one person, who would it be and why? Ooh, like a character or somebody that I know? Someone you know. I don't know. I don't know that I want anybody's truthful, like, 100% honest opinion about anything. <laughs> Which sounds weird because, like, I hate when people are fake, but... I'm also sometimes a little scared of people's opinions. I don't know. There's not really anybody that I would want to force to tell the truth. Like an ex-boss or an ex-friend that maybe you feel like that. Yeah. My former manager that I have extreme beef with and would like to write some nasty emails to, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a professional and I'm a nicer human being than she is. So you'd like the truth to come out about that one? Yeah, to wonder what the heck her problem with me was. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. My answer is kind of like yours. I would like, uh, I-, I would do that to a former employer. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a direct employer. Um, Way back when, and I, I can freely tell this story because I haven't worked for that company in a long time. Um, and actually, the company is now defunct. A uh, long time ago, I worked for Chili's. I did not, well, I mean, I've, I've worked for the corporate office and I worked for the franchise. Um, I was working for the franchise, which no longer exists. Um, so I had moved down to North Carolina. I had transferred to the Chili's down there. Uh, that was corporate. When I came back to Virginia, 
I went and worked back for the franchise and we had a new manager and I had worked at this particular Chili's. This was my, well, third time working for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone's like, Oh, we have this new manager. You've you've been gone for a few months. Like, okay. And he remembered me. Apparently the first time I worked for them, I worked with him. I don't remember him. Hmm. I couldn't tell you anything about this guy. Um, and he always seemed to have it out for me and I could never figure out what I did to him. And the first time I worked with him, he wasn't a manager. He was just a server. So I really don't really remember him at all. Um, and I kept getting, I, I worked with a girl named Alexis and her, I'm sure to this, I'm sure they're married now. Um, but at the time her fiance slash boyfriend, Rodrigo, and we were very close. We'd go out all the time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friend Logan and, um, the four of us were out one night and Logan goes, I need to talk to you. And I just see this look of doom across Alexis's and Rodrigo's face. And I'm like, Oh, okay. What did I do? Did I make Logan mad? I thought we were like really, really tight. Like what's going on. He's like, Hey, this guy has it out for you. Like he's talking about how he's going to get you fired. Yikes. And I'm like, I've been back two weeks. Like, what did I do to this guy? I never, I never worked the same shifts with him. Like what, what did I do to him? And, um, about, a month after that, he had me fired. And I don't know what I did to him. I would love to go back and give it that to him and be like, what did I do to you? Why? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. So I, I want to know what I did to him. So that's who I'd give it to. Okay. It's, sure. I, I like it. I like how you and I both would go into the past. We don't really care about right now. I, I'm at peace with the people who are in my life now because I've I've realized who... Like, the people that are in my life that I still maintain contact with are the ones that I care about maintaining contact and maintaining a relationship with. And I've realized the value of no longer giving time to people that are not worth it. Which is a very mature attitude to have. Yeah. You know, so. I have my moments of maturity. (laughs) We both have our our moments. Okay. Like our phone call last night. Um, So my second question to you, if you could create any type of potion to cure anything or do anything, what would you do? What would you create? I think something that would cure fatigue or maybe just like, even if it's something you have to take daily, like something that actually helps with fatigue, like caffeine helps, but it doesn't, especially when we're talking like chronic fatigue or the type of fatigue that you get even when you've slept well. Because that's a whole nother level than just being tired. And I think yes. that would really help a lot of people with a lot of different health issues. Okay. 
Okay. I like that. What would you I do? think I would I think I would create one that you could take to prevent anything like cancer, just, you know, the, those cells that mutate and all that, mm-hmm. you know, I would say cure cancer, but once you have it, it's, it already takes its toll on your body. So I, I create one to prevent it in the first place. Mm. Maybe something like Skelligrow that like helps a variety of ways and both prevents and helps treat. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, once you get cancer to a certain area, that area is damaged. Yeah. So if we could just prevent it in the first place, I think that would be so much better. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. All right. So on to the next part, voicemails and shout outs. Woo! All right, today we have a voicemail from Lucy. Now, I listened to this last night. Retta did not. She didn't even know we had a voicemail. Yep. So, you ready for this? Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy. I am all caught up in your podcast now. I love the thoughtful approach you bring to every episode and all the connections you make between the wizarding world and our muggle lives. I think that's one of the biggest differences between casual fans and super fans of any franchise. Casual fans may enjoy the contents and like it at face value, but I think super fans take that extra step to view content not only as it exists in that universe, but also how it relates back to our own. Also, I am thrilled to be one of your pets. No complaints there. And as my first act as pets, I'm going to ask you this question. If you could have any Harry Potter character guest on your podcast... Who would it be and why? You have to mutually agree on this. Michelle, if Freda doesn't want Snape to come, you have to find someone else. I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy. (laughs) Lucy, you're the best. (laughs) You are the best, Lucy. Lucy, let me do tell you that I played this voicemail last night. Uh, and, And, or... Yeah, I think it was last night in front of my husband. And it got to the point where it said, Michelle, if Brenda doesn't want Snape to come, you can't force the issue. And my husband lost it. He's like, wow, she knows you pretty well. <laughs> so he's like, she called you out. I'm like, I did get called out. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Oh, man. I think there's a character you and I could both agree on. I think there's a couple. But the first one that came to mind, and I I think this has to go with last week's topic, Lupin. Yeah. Lupin would be amazing. Right. I was thinking it would be really cool to have Harry on, but now that you say Lupin, I think, yeah. Especially if he was actually willing to, like, talk about 
his lycanthropy and stuff. Right. Like, I think we would have a lot in common with him, and that would be really awesome. You know, not, I'm thinking not just that, but talking about, you know, knowing what you know now as an adult. What would you go back into the Marauders era and, and fix or change? Yeah. You know, what would you have done differently in your life? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree on Lupin. Yeah. That was the first one that came to mind that we both would really want to talk to. Yeah, that would be awesome. The other one, there are two others that I could see us automatically because I was trying to stay away from the Golden Trio. I don't know why you always stay away from them. I love them. No, I think it's because they're automatics in our world. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, if we could have the Golden Trio or the Silver Trio, we would have them on that the no questions asked that's why i always try to stay away from that because it makes us think more okay fair enough um i think mcgonagall would be another one you and i could agree on yep yeah um and i think both of us could have a lot of fun with arthur weasley Oh my word, can you imagine two muggles interviewing Arthur Weasley? Exactly why I think that we would have fun. So that was yeah. my, my my top three list that I thought you and I could definitely agree on. Yep, yep, I would agree with those. And he would sit there and go, and now, so, Michelle and Retta, what exactly is the purpose of a rubber duck? <laughs> Depends on if you're a software engineer or not. <laughs> Could you imagine, oh, have you seen it out there? So if you own a Jeep, they have this thing called Duck Duck Jeep. Could you imagine getting Arthur a Jeep? Yeah, people just put rubber ducks on his car all the time. Yeah, could you imagine how happy he would be? Mm -hmm. That makes me happy for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... um, we don't really have any comments, except for Addie's <laughs> when I sent the package. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. That was still, like, one of my favorite comments today, to be honest. <laughs> I, found y'all's oh, ma- oh. I found y'all's brain cell. <laughs> Just, what? Where? <laughs> How did you find it down where you live? <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> Uh-oh. See, this is what happens. We need to put a GPS tracker on that brain cell. <laughs> that's assuming either of us has the brain cell for long enough to remember to order the <laughs> gps tractor tracker and attach it addy can you please put a gps tracker on our brain cell next time you end up with it mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll find its way back to you or lucy yep yep someone montana maybe anyone montana if you see it Oh, she's probably the one that sent it to Addie, probably going, I don't trust either one of these two. Yep. Yep. (laughs) She's like, nope, 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 nope. Can't do it. They're too powerful. (laughs) Oh, you're really not going to like Montana after uh, the first day of LeakyCon. (laughs) I'm so scared. (laughs) Oh, and the worst part is, is we talk about what I'm going to do to you. And more and more people at work come up with ideas. 
again, I'm still taking applications for any allies that want to help me at LeakyCon. Oh, it, you won't even know it's coming. Oh, great. Melissa and Emil are in on it. Did I tell you that much? Yes. Okay, yeah. You've mentioned everybody is on your side and helping you with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I do have another shout out, by the way. Um, so I had a, a really amazing table the other day and I forgot to bring them something. And I apologize. I was like, I am so sorry. It, I go on vacation in like 12 days. Like you will have to excuse that my brain is just not here. And they asked where I was going on vacation. And once again, I told them. And once again, it got into the fact that, you know, we have a podcast. As you and do. They, yeah. And they sat there and wrote down the information. Hmm. And they're listening to it. And they said they were going to have fun listening to it. And they love the Harry Potter series. Aw. Hi, new friends. So, I know. It's just... I'm always amazed when guests at the restaurant are like, oh, I love Harry Potter. What's the name of the podcast? And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You actually want to listen? Uh, they thought I was awesome. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell if that was serious or sarcastic, and I'm almost scared to ask. <laughs> or a mix of both. I'll let you decide. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Well, it is that time for us to wrap this up. Uh, before we get to our socials and all that jazz, like we said earlier, there will be no episode next week. Um, we will be at LeakyCon. Uh, and the week before LeakyCon, yes, we've got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday that we could possibly throw together a grab bag episode, put it out there. But honestly, we're not going to have time. No. Even for a grab bag. We've got our panels to prep for at LeakyCon. We've got packing to do. We've got to make sure all our ducks in a row are in a row and they're quacking and not barking. And it's just going to be pure chaos. Yeah, work, our normal, regular lives. Yeah. Yeah. So we do apologize. Now, we are going to try to go live quite a few times while we're at LeakyCon. Um, I we'll believe Instagram. Yeah, I'm. Mm, yes. Uh, if Instagram will not let us, hopefully Facebook Live will. Um, unfortunately, I do believe for Facebook Live, you know, we don't have that many followers on Facebook. And Facebook is kind of a dying platform for what we do. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully Instagram will let us go live. If not, we'll do some quick reels, post them up as fast as we can. Shouldn't take that long. Um, but, you know, so we do apologize. And then we are still planning on recording a drunken episode. <laughs> yep. And With we're going to shots. We're going to try to record our panels as well. I don't know how that's going to work since both of us have headset microphones instead of, like, standalone microphones. But I'm hoping we can make it work in some way. The audio quality might not be great, but 
hopefully we can get it. Well, I think if, if we record, um, just have my laptop set up between us and use the microphone on my laptop, we should be okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. And it is a good microphone, so it should work for us. We will do our best. We will try. Um, but yes, so we're excited. We're thrilled. We are ready for this. Yeah. So um, also another quick update on Spotify. We, you know, we can't thank you guys enough for listening and supporting us, not just on Spotify, but um, Apple podcast, Google, Alexa, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to us from, it is so appreciated. We are up to 997 plays. We're so close to a thousand. <laughs> Retta and I, I think it started as a joke. We said we'd love to hit a thousand plays before LeakyCon. And I don't think either one of us thought we could get there. No, because that's just insane that people have listened to our podcast a thousand times. Like, I annoy myself sometimes. I'm shocked other people want to listen to me. <laughs> and we're up to 73 Spotify followers. Don't forget, we will be doing another giveaway when we reach 100. Um, yeah, it, but it's it's so insane. You know, um... I can't. Yeah. And just looking at the analytics, um, you know, for example, July 16th, we had 13 total plays. Um, four of those were wonderful Jenny Weasley. Two of them were top five moments and top five favorite characters. That is our second episode. Yeah. So to see that and know that our older episodes are still getting plays Mm -hmm. is insane. Especially like the great Snape debate. Like I love that that has now taken the number one place. Oh yeah. And I, I'm hoping we're able to have a really good discussion about that at Leaky. Well, okay. Actually, do you realize we now have the same amount of plays for the Great Snape debate and episode number two, top five moments and top five characters? Mm-hmm. And then for a while there was a jump. Yeah, and the moments in the books that the movies messed up is only one play behind. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting that it's episode number ten and then number two and number three. Yeah, yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Um, and then episode number one has 42 plays. I still need to edit that so it's available on more than just Spotify. Yeah, um, that is the thing. If you've jumped in and you're like, well, I never saw an episode one. That's why. Because that was before I knew how to do intro music. And so I just did an intro off of Spotify. And so the intro music is the full five minute version of Hedwig's theme. <laughs> And because it's literally straight from Spotify, it's only available on Spotify and not on our other platforms. So, yeah, I, I need to check and see if I even still have the audio file for that saved. Um, I think I you do. can actually go back and edit. I, I don't oh. know. 
Okay, guys, also, don't forget, we're going to be doing a giveaway Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at LeakyCon. Um, it's nothing huge. It's something very small, all three days, but still, it's just a little way of, oh, hey, you listen to us, or you recognize us, or whatever else. Thank you. Here you go. Here's a little something. So. In addition to the ribbons that we have. <laughs> I can't wait. And we are um, going to give Tom Felton a My Slytherin is showing ribbon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if he agreed to come on the show? That would be a pipe dream. <laughs> it would be absolutely incredible. Do you know how bad I would sit there and just stumble through that entire episode? Yeah. Yeah. I might actually be on time for that recording. <laughs> might be. No, I'd just be stuck in, in, in the waiting room on uh, Zencaster going, Tom, I swear she's showing up. I am so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. This is what she does to me every week. Every week. I'm like texting Michelle like five minutes after we were supposed to start. Oh, sorry. I got to do this. Ten more minutes and I'll be there. I promise. <laughs> I'm the worst. See, um. <laughs> so that's when we tell, we, we I tell Retta we're going to start recording at 1. I tell Tom 2.30 and she'll be on time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she'll be there at 2.15. Where's Tom? I lied. <laughs> we're recording yep. at 2.30. Uh, now, there are a few people I'd like to have on from that, but Okay. All right, guys, don't forget, we are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Discord. Uh, the link is in the show notes. If you would like to see what a text message from Retta and I looks like, please <laughs> go into Discord. She actually took a screenshot of one of our text messages and put it on there. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, it was way. funny. <laughs> Another way we would love to hear from you guys is for you to send us a voicemail or an email. Uh, so you could be cool like Lucy and send us a voicemail. The link for that is in the description. Or you're welcome to send us an email at GryffindorCommonRoomPod at gmail.com. All right. Like we said, next week we will not have an episode. I'm sorry. do not edit that out retta um if you've listened to the past few episodes you know that i have a problem remembering the outro music um so retta has put in there outro music i decide to be a smart aleck and because we're in a shared document i type yeah 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 bite me she goes you know i will chomp chomp I don't have words for this right now. Guys, thank you for listening to the chaos and insanity that is the Gryffindor Common Room Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Rada. And we will talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Dork. You know you love me. You know I will. <laughs> chomp, chomp. <laughs> <laughs>